0: their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 206. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Phoenix. The beloved French indie rock band made a triumphant return on Friday with their seventh studio record, entitled Alpha Zulu. In today's episode, we're speaking with frontman Thomas Mars about the celebration of releasing a new record writing these songs inside the Louvre, and whether we'll see them in Australia anytime soon. Here we go. Our guest today is the frontman for Grammy Award-winning indie rock band Phoenix. The French four-piece have had the world dancing and enjoying their light style of indie rock for over 20 years, and last Friday saw the release of their brilliant seventh record, Alpha Zulu. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Thomas Mars from Phoenix, Hello, sir. How are we? I'm.
1: I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, um, yeah, it's 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 a relief that our album is out. That's how I feel right now because <laughs> it took a long time. So it's it's really nice.
0: Of course, the, the brand new record from Phoenix is out right now as we speak. The name of it is Alpha Zulu. Firstly, congratulations. This is a beautiful record and a beautiful addition to the phoenix back catalogue, I feel.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to hear. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's our seventh record. So it's true that now people see it more as a collection of it's it's easier because you know it's it's hard to draw a, a line with one or two or three records you know that to see where we want to go but then i think now the more we go into this the more people are aware of who we are and how you know what our adventures are going to be like sonically and things and it's it's nice to see that people are still uh following us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think there's a lot of people still following Phoenix and still very interested in what you're doing. Um, I, I'd love to talk about the recording and then production of this record. But uh, firstly, I guess, as you mentioned, it is the seventh record um, from the band. Do you still, where are we? I think we're 22 years into the band's history or since that first record. Do you still get the same rush? Since
1: the first record.
0: Yeah. Do you still get the same rush?
1: Uh, I, I get the same rush from music, but then, um, you know, June 30th, 2000 was the f- the day that our first record came out. And I th- thought I was going to get a rush from that day, but nothing really happened. So I'm used now to, <laughs> I'm used to manage my expectations. And, but I, so the release day is it's, it's a It's more of a relief and it's more of a celebration for it's more like our own little party more than I feel like it's so gradual when people l- live with the songs you know and learn how to create memories with them that's when that's when uh it becomes something when when people have experiences with the song and they 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 connect with them uh whereas when they listen to it right away it's hard you 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 don't really have you know uh memories connected with it but um yeah so for me it's a little um I'm cautious about about a release day and the journey but music still does that effect to me otherwise it's even more i would say because the world went through a lot of strange moments, whether it was the pandemic or, I mean, there's so many things happened that music was there to guide us through this moment. And it's, I'm hanging on to it more than, more than I, as much as I did in my teenage years.
0: <laughs> the world definitely has been through a bit of a, a weird period in the last few years. Um, I know that from all what I've read, what I've researched, the band you yourself and, and the other guys from phoenix you weren't looking to kind of make music while separate while uh not in the same city that you kind of waited until you were able to get back together as a band to be able to create the music and compose the music for this record what was that first interaction like when you when you saw the guys and were able to kind of musically speak to one to one another
1: yeah the there was a lot of frustration because we couldn't we were used to see each other every two three weeks maximum and then all of a sudden we we were separated for 10 months um I think we always made a point to write music together and sort of obsessed with the chemistry that we have and that chemistry creates the music and it's not anyone separate any one of us coming with a song that's already written or something because we find it more interesting, uh that process is more interesting to us. It's also we're coming up with ideas that are that are passing the test of time more than just other things that are a little bit more preconceived and and less unique, maybe more familiar. Um but so the four of us being away was kept us from making music, but at the same time it sped up things because when we got back together, not only there was an urge to make music and to, to make up for the time that we lost, but there was also tension because the pandemic was still happening, so we were not sure how long we could stay together. Um, and we were also in this studio in the Museum of the Louvre, which was already a miracle to be there. And it happened to be empty because of the pandemic. So we were on our own in this incredibly beautiful yet dystopian place, making an album that uh, we didn't have to find the theme for because the the events were so dark and there was so much going on that that the music was just flowing and we came up with a lot of things really quickly compared to previous records. Uh, so it's very intense. Uh, it was stressful, but intense. And it felt it felt like exciting and unique that we were living a moment that was so, uh, that we'd never experienced before. And we were aware that we were not going to experience something similar soon. So we were trying to enjoy the process as much as we could yet we were worried that we wouldn't be able to stay in the same space for a long time together
0: i can very much appreciate that i did read i think that most of the record was completed in the in the first 10 days is that right
1: yeah i mean that's chris probably said that cuz chris <laughs> really knows um He's sort of the archivist of the band. So whenever we record, he listens to all the files and everything. So he's more aware of these things. But I guess a lot of the the first ideas or the first were born yeah, really quickly, 10 days to two weeks. And then after, it's ridiculous. When you make a song, you spend, you know, you spend. 99% of your time finishing or making a demo sound professional or sound like something decent uh, it's a very, it can be a very frustrating process uh, To, but I know so many people that go through them through that same idea that 90% of the song is there in the first 10 minutes and yet uh, you have to work for another year or two to finish the last 10% <laughs> and it sounds ridiculous and you feel like you're losing your mind and you feel like what you're doing is, re- you know, there's so much entropy and, and there's so much friction in the system. Uh, you feel like the, you're questioning the method, you're questioning, uh, you're questioning uh, uh, everything. And what was soothing is that in once the pandemic was sort of over on the, the, not really over, but that, people that worked in the museum could come back in the museum um we realized that the people working there were well, their job was a similar job to us they were obsessing about these details they were trying to find the right piece of cloth to match the you know this costume from 1500 or something and they were their life was dedicated to something that was their passion and they were obsessing with it and it made us feel better about us obsessing with spending, uh, you know, uh, a hundred hours on a compression sound to a thousand hours on the bass sound of one song. Uh, I'm exaggerating, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's way too much. And you feel like it's the pandemic. So you're not an, you're not an essential worker. You feel like you're, you're questioning, like, am I? Is it even decent to be doing these things? But when you're in this community of people doing this for their obsession, and you f- you feel that it's somehow it's right to to, or you feel um, validated by the fact that you're, well, at least many doing this.
0: Of course, um, I I would love to know. I've I've read certain stories of the recording of it. As you mentioned, it was in the Louvre, where you were kind of almost by yourself that it was closed off due to the pandemic. And I think, um, what was it? Napoleon's gold throne was very close or right near the studio door. What was that kind of, um, I guess, what was it like having all that kind of history surrounding where you were recording?
1: It wasn't intimidating. It was really freeing and, We were alone in the museum. So, and at some point, even the art invited itself in the studio, because all these exhibits that that couldn't happen. Uh, you know, the pieces of art that were supposed to be in those exhibits moved in our studio. Our studio became the storage space for for a lot of uh, of these things. Um, so it wasn't. I guess it, it, it was pretty ideal because um, usually the environment doesn't really inspire anything on our record. You know, it, it feels pretty detached. Uh, but here I realized that the path to go from my apartment to the studio was this, reminded me of like our youth in Versailles where there was beautiful architecture, beautiful surroundings and beautiful. And it was kind of a cleansing, creative shower going to work. And all these like small things that you see every day would be a little bit of your Swiss Army knife in terms of how it would come up in those songs or in the, you know, the the vocabulary was was, was a little bit uh, inspired by, you know, there was a song called Artifact there are, there are few things on this album uh quoting art or even the music video or um the album cover and so it did it did sweat a little bit in our in our creative process
0: i'm i'm glad you brought up artifact i was going to be a little bit selfish if possible if you'll allow me um yeah. i was going yes, to of course <laughs> uh, artifact was my favorite track on the record i thought it sounded uh it's classic phoenix it does sound like it is of this new record though and i did love the falsetto from yourself in the chorus or in the bridge sorry i thought that was beautiful um i was wondering if you were able to just i guess give us a little behind the scenes on where this song came from or the creation of this song
1: yeah this song is there was a previous song that had that existed that had that verse uh, the similar verse, and somehow it wouldn't fit in the record. We couldn't finish it. we were struggling and we kept finding i don't know forty different choruses bridges and and uh so that drum loop and the the that that uh, chord progression of the of the verse we liked it so much we tried there was another song that had the same one. Um, so we were circling around this idea and we couldn't find anything. And then when you're, when there's a an nudge and you're sort of going towards the end of the album, uh, you were looking at, we have a, um, a whiteboard at the back of our studio with all the songs that will make it on the album and all the ones that we're not sure. And when we looked at the whiteboard, it started to feel complete, uh, there were already six or seven songs in there. So there was only room for, for three, you know, because every album is 10 and we know that we don't have that much time because we spend so much time on each song. <laughs> uh, and so when we look at this thing, we were like, it has, it's one of our favorite things. So we have to find a way to keep it in in the album. And all of a sudden it's one session that the four of us were on the same wavelength and we really... Tried and everything came as it is. So all the lyrics came right away. There was no mumbling or anything. You know, the I'm looking for an artifact. A piece of me that's still intact. Uh looking for an artifact, what part of me can still attract you that everything came like this. So uh that's I feel like we worked really hard to get this moment of you know, uh really easy uh, stream of 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 creativity, but there was so much work done before that it could only happen with that tension of that fear of losing something that we love that wouldn't be on the album. Uh, so it, we sort of saved it. Uh, that's why there's a lot of lyrics about Falling and and Niagara Falls and stream and and shores and things it, because a lot of these things you feel like you're losing them or that they are not uh, um, that you have to rescue them from 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 because uh, we've seen this is our seventh album we've seen a lot of things not making it and we are more obsessed with editing almost now than we are with creativity
0: and. Um. Do love that song. So thank you very much for indulging me in and <laughs> allowing us yeah, to discuss no, the of making course. of it. <laughs> um, Thomas, I realise it's a bit of an unfair question to ask because I'm sure that every time you do press in another country that they always ask this, um, obviously Australia does have a little bit of a love affair with Phoenix. I think you were last here in 2018, so it has been a little while between drinks. Uh, can we expect to see Phoenix down here in Australia at any point? Any let's say in the next year in support of the record
1: yeah, we're working on coming yes, the next year yes uh, I mean I can't promise, but we <laughs> it'd be very sad if we are not so uh so yes we're, we are, we have to make it work uh, The reality now is that it's very the music industry and touring is very grim it's very there's all these bands that that I mean, there's a lot of musicians I know that can't tour anymore because the model is not sustainable the, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't work. so the reality of it is also when you're a band, it's even harder because it's hard to keep um, you know bands so are a bit of a, a extinct uh, you know species <laughs> a little bit these days and um So, yes, I'm sure we'll make it happen because we we still manage to tour and to set up our tours and everything. But uh, it's not as easy as before to be, you know, to come up with things that work. And we need a little help from, you know. It helps that there's, you know, there's festivals that are struggling. There's festivals that are being cancelled all the time. Whether it's because there's not enough people going there or because there's insurance won't pay for global warming for the fact that they might be canceled for because there's a storm or something. So these are all things that that we didn't exist before and that we're all discovering. I'm discovering trying to plan a tour. Uh, I'm seeing that this is a new world. The good thing I think is that the shows are maybe even better because... We take them less for granted, and I think people take them less for granted because they they miss them, and they it's it's uh, you know it's 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 every time we come to Australia, people know we live at the opposite side of the globe, you know. So when we're there, even before going on stage, it's exciting because we know we're there only every. You know,' come once for every album every four or five years. so the show is already um it's not the case when we you know uh, it's other places that we where we played many times
0: I would agree with that we um we do realize that we are almost worlds away from other countries. And so we appreciate it when bands do come down. So we are very excited for when, whenever that does happen, we're excited to see you here. Um, lastly, Thomas, we would usually ask, I guess what they're currently listening to, uh, if there's anything that's currently on high rotation for yourself.
1: I'm going to be a selfish, uh, not, not (laughs) own music, of course, but Porches (laughs) who Porches is, is, um, uh, opened for us on this last tour. And I, we we picked Porches because we were listening to uh, the everything Aaron does uh, is interesting. So we, we always, but then when they came on tour with us, we watched him, we watched the band play every night and uh, it got even better. It's it, all these other songs grew up on me. And now the entire discography is, is uh, you know, there's no fillers and there's no, so yeah, I, I like Porches. I like I like some of the things in the top 10, which is rare, you know, like the top 10 now, like Steve Lacey, Bad Habit is a great song that's done on a cell phone. That's very um, encouraging because there's a freedom that, you know, I was glad that, when we started, we could make music in our bedroom with samplers and with things that make it sound good. It seems that now there's another layer of, there's more freedom because you can make an album on your cell phone. I'm a little worried that once people figure out what makes a hit on TikTok, that, you know, it's going to ruin the the songs a little bit, that all of a sudden every song will sound the same and we'll move on to something else. But uh, uh, this kind of song and what's, What's in the top 10. it's even like you know there there's even great songs from the past being fished out of the ocean these days uh because there's a whole culture that that uh that you know that there's there's a whole weight of for them to shine again, which is pretty refreshing it's pretty it's pretty nice
0: I would agree with that it is. There's a number of songs that seem to be, yeah, having a second life on TikTok. And it's nice to, I guess, appreciate that some brilliant songwriting is everlasting and and doesn't kind of lose its shine. So um, brilliant picks in terms of what you're listening to. Um, But Thomas, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on Alpha Zulu.
1: Thank you so much. It's a brand
0: new record from Phoenix, but thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah, anytime. Thank you.
0: That's our show. A massive thank you to Tomas Mars and Phoenix for their time. Alpha Zulu is out now, and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record. We also want to give a huge shout out to Nat at the PR Files for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning, and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
1: Planning for your next trip?